In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, there are many places in the uh, scriptures where I wish so much that I could have been a fly on the wall. This passage is one of those situations. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there on that seven-mile hike from uh, Jerusalem to Emmaus? Oh my goodness, there they are. There's Jesus risen from the dead. They don't know who he is. They have this extraordinary conversation. They think he's the one who kind of doesn't get it. You know, are you the only person here who doesn't know what's happened? They ask him. And then he very gently, and or however he does it, he takes them through. That's the bit I wanted to be there for. As he explains to them from the, the prophets, from the Old Testament, everything that was leading up to what had happened. Oh my word, it must have been amazing. Although they didn't quite get it even then. And you know, I love how it ends. Jesus made as if he was going to you know, walk away, as if he was going to go on. I don't think he was really. But anyway, they, they say to him, oh no, don't go, stay. And so he does. And I think probably for us, there are, there are lots of ways in which Christ reveals himself to us um, at different places and in different times and, in, and through different people. But I should imagine that many of us here this morning um, could testify to being especially conscious of God's presence as we gather here week by week, month by month, as we gather in the presence of other people, as we listen to the word read and preached. And, of course, through the breaking of bread. And that's the focus of of this passage this morning. For it was for when those weary travelers, when Jesus took the bread, broke it, and blessed it, and gave it to them, to, to them, that their eyes were opened. Ping! You know, they, they got it. It all came together. Oh! And then he was gone. And Jesus wasn't with them anymore. And so they start to reflect on this extraordinary walk they'd been on and what had happened. And, you know, I don't know when it was. I think, I think that's when it was, when it, it all came together. But in doing that, maybe it was, you know, when Jesus broke the bread, maybe he opened his hands, and what would they have seen in the palms of his hands on that first Easter day? But they recognized Jesus. I guess those travelers on that road had heard some rumors uh, about Jesus. They were talking about some of them, that what people had said had happened. And I don't know, perhaps... That's where even some of you here today are at with your presence here. You've heard things about God and Jesus and our church, perhaps, and you're wondering, is it really true? Is it, is it possible to know God, to, to do this in some kind of personal way? You've heard talk, people talk about answered prayer, about eternal life. Maybe you're intrigued. Just as the traveler's eyes were open to Christ's presence, so too can our eyes be opened afresh. That's actually what I hope will happen today, whether you've known Jesus for a long time or not so well. It is as we learn to search the scriptures together, as we share with one another and love one another, as we worship together in spirit and in truth, as we share our faith with others, 
that our eyes are opened more and more to the presence of Christ in our midst. And you know, very often, it is in the midst of the ordinary that we can encounter the extraordinary. And if you think about it, particularly those of you who come here regularly, what we do here week by week, at one level, is pretty ordinary. I mean, we meet together, we sing, we pray, we listen to scripture, we listen to a sermon, and we participate in this simple act of breaking bread and sharing wine, and then maybe we stay a while and we chat and we eat cookies and then we go home. That's it, right? Well, it is, but of course at another level, it's so much more than that. And as we're trying to demonstrate in a different way today in our instructed Eucharist, there's so much more in what we're doing. But I want to focus in this brief homily this morning on that which we're about to do when we break bread and drink wine. An English monk called Gregory Dix wrote about this in the late 1940s under the title, The Shape of the Liturgy. And we're thinking about the whole shape of our liturgy today, but I want to focus in on the shape of the liturgy at the time of Holy Communion. Because there is a shape and a pattern to this most simple of meals. Now, we do it quite ornately, I guess, in a way. You can break bread and share wine and, and do this in homes. You can do this with just two, two people. Um, but with bread and wine, and here's the shape, with the bread and the wine, Jesus does four things. He takes it. He gives thanks to God for it. He breaks it, and he gives it back. He takes it, he gives thanks, he breaks it, he gives it. Verse 30, we read, When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them. You know, there is a sense in which our lives can take on this fourfold shape of the communion meal. First, and I'm going to use this by way of an analogy to each of these four components, which apply to the bread and the wine, but I want to apply them to us. First, Jesus takes the bread. Likewise with us, Jesus takes what we bring to him in our very selves. Now, I don't know how you've come here this morning. Maybe you're full of joy. Maybe you've just had a baby or you've just found out you're pregnant. Half the congregation seem to be, but... Um, <laughs> or maybe you're in a relationship that makes you feel just on top of the world and you can't stop smiling. Maybe everything in your life has never gone as well as it's going today. And you just can't imagine life being any better. And if that's how you're feeling, fantastic. We rejoice with you. That's super. Or maybe your life is rather ordinary. There are no great highs or lows. But you're glad to be here to see friends, to come and worship God. And, and life's okay. We're good. Or for some of you, maybe you're not actually sure quite what you're doing here. Perhaps you've never felt more down, more tired, more anxious. Maybe you're lonely or you're feeling unloved. But for some reason, you're here. Well, I'm especially glad that you are. Whatever your circumstances, however you're feeling, 
Because today, as you come forward, Jesus takes who you are and what you bring. Your victories and your failures, your strengths and your weaknesses, your gifts and successes, your sins and your failures and your disappointments. And we come as we are. And Jesus takes us as we are. And then, just like Jesus took the bread, so he takes us. What was the next thing? He took the bread. What next? Gave thanks. That's right. And I believe that Jesus gives thanks for you. We know from the scriptures that Jesus intercedes for us at the Father's right hand. Do you know that? Jesus prays for you. He gives thanks to you for you as you come this morning. And he offers us up to God, to God the Father, for a blessing. When you come forward, I hope that you know that Jesus is delighted to see you. He's not criticizing you or judging you or condemning you. He's not saying, oh, it's you. Is this the best you can manage? An hour and a half on a Sunday morning? And where were you the rest of the week? No, he's not looking at you as some lousy failure. He is delighted that you're here. Jesus takes the bread. He takes us. He gives thanks. And what happens next? Good. I want to make sure enough of you are listening. Okay. Jesus breaks the bread. Well, how does that apply to us? Well, I think if we'll let him, Jesus will break open what we bring to him. Not in a harmful, hurtful way, but rather in a way that opens us up to all that he wants to bless us with and do in us. Maybe uncomfortable, but he's interested in us enough. You know, you, you may look good on the outside. Most of you actually do. You look pretty good. Um, you may put on a good smile. You seem just fine. But then Jesus, as he takes you, as you come to him, he takes you as you are. He sees behind the smile. He sees, remember how we started our service with that prayer? Open our hearts. He sees in our hearts. He sees beyond the surface. At the communion table, there are no masks to hide behind, no good exteriors that Jesus will be impressed by or cannot see past. And it is in this very breaking of our self-sufficiencies, the breaking of our pride, the breaking down of our defensive walls that so often we put up and hide behind, that we can be opened up to new life, to healing, to forgiveness. The psalmist writes, A broken and contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. And this breaking is not merely something Jesus does to us, but rather first it was something Jesus did for us. As he was broken for us. His body was broken. His blood was poured out. 
So this morning, as you take the broken bread and drink the wine, do so giving thanks that Jesus was broken for you and offer yourself to him for Jesus to take you. Hear his thanksgiving. Hear his delight over you. And let him, if you dare, let him break you so that he may give back to you what you've brought today, your very self. I pray, and I pray this often, that in the midst of the mundane, in the midst of the mechanical things we do, in the midst of just being here, we may experience the profound. I can't do it for you. I can't do it to you. I can't set this up and make it happen. It's part of the mystery of when we engage in worship of the living God together and as he makes himself known to us in the breaking of the bread. The risen Christ is still in the business of resurrection. For he longs to bring life where there is death in our lives. And as you allow Jesus to take you and give thanks for you and break you, I pray that you will experience him giving back to you more than you could ask for or even imagine. For in the hands of Jesus, who we are and what we bring is changed and transformed by his love, his grace, his mercy. Just as those who journeyed on the road to Emmaus had their eyes opened as they broke bread with Jesus, may you have your eyes open this morning and may you experience that burning in your hearts as you encounter Jesus by the power of his Spirit. Amen.